It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir, it's Simon Marcel. The accent is French. I hope you had a great day. I have a story for you I want to open the show with. So I got two friends, Sam and Jade. Uh, they're 21, they're both French. And it's the beginning of a true love story that actually I had a podcast with them done. Uh, you can check it out, therendezvousshow.com. It will remind you how it feels to be in love in your early 20s. It's just magnificent and pure. And anyway, so this weekend, you know, Jade is going back to Paris. Sam is staying in Chicago. And they asked me for my advice. It's long distance. And I said, be spontaneous. Don't be afraid to take a quick trip last minute. Don't be afraid of the distance because true love is stronger than any distance. And they felt better. But the key word is being spontaneous. It's also applying to new relationships, to established relationships, or even long-term relationships. It always works. Be spontaneous with your partner. And if you want to be spontaneous with me, call me now, 855-905-8255. You have a question for me? Don't hesitate. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Gia. Welcome to The Rendezvous. How can I help you tonight? Um, so I've been dating this guy for a little over a year now. He's really great. Um, and we've gotten to the point since it's been a little over a year where we're starting to talk about our future mm -hmm. together. And a friend of ours just they had a baby. Uh, so we went to visit, and then when we were on our way home, he made this comment that he was surprised that she was planning to go back to work, mm -hmm. which surprised me to hear that because I was not expecting old-school beliefs like this coming from him. And honestly, my thing is, if I have a baby, I plan on going back to work. Okay. I love my job. I love what I do. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering, how do I approach this with him? Is he the one for me? You know, is there a chance to get around this? Okay, sure. Uh, my first question to you is, why did you not ask him uh, later on a, a very calm but important conversation about this topic? I think I'm afraid of the answer just because that came out of the blue. Okay. And I'm, I'm afraid that I'm going to get an answer I don't want. What's your intuition on his answer? Just the, the fact that he said that about our friend, I think that he thinks for us moving forward that that's what would happen, that I would stay home I, and I he see. would work mm -hmm. and it would be a very 1950s couple relationship, <laughs> <laughs> which that's is right. not what I want. Like your all. grandmother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Exactly. I get it. Well, listen, um, I think your intuition, who's always right, picked up on the fear, immediately said, is that right partner because he's so opposite of my beliefs. But why don't we give him the chance to explain exactly how he feels about it? And then why don't you ask him all the questions? You know, how does he see the role of the mother, the wife? And before you answer yourself, just hear him. OK, everything he's going to say, open all the doors, all the questions, because if what he says you don't like you can base your decision on breaking up with him or not breaking up with him on really what he believes on everything, not just one thing. Okay. So do you think you can do that? I mean, I think that I have to. I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm nervous about it. You know, I mean, I had this idea in my head of where we were headed and it feels like it's taken this left turn. Well, um, and I don't know where it's going. Let's, let's just not go too far ahead of ourselves because, listen, so you can convince him of otherwise. I mean, you're going to have to compromise on many other things in this. So maybe it's the time to talk about it in a spirit of open-minded, in a spirit of compromising in the future, and then also not compromising on what's not compromisable. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Thank no, you. No matter what happens, Gia, don't be afraid of a conversation. 
It's the only way forward. Thank you so much. You, I appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a great talk with him and keep me posted, okay? Okay. You Thank know where you. to find me. Thank you so much and have a good night. There's something to be said about don't assume what your partner is thinking. I want to talk about that with you next. Stay with me. Have you ever assumed in an argument, in a conversation, in a behavior, what your partner was thinking? Do you remember one time or maybe many times where, you know, you're having a, a conversation with your partner and just like Gia just said, you know, her partner said, you know, I, I'm surprised, you know, our friends wants the wife to uh, work after she gave birth and she assumed he uh, thinks that, you know, women should stay home and, and not work after they give birth. And that mistake that I've done more than you probably, assuming what your partner thinks, is something we all have to stop doing. Because it's like lost in translation. We certainly give a thought to our partner. They may not have completely or just part of it. So what should we do instead? I'll tell you what I do in that case next. So if you ever assumed what your partner was thinking in an argument, in, an, in a conversation, or you, know, you didn't know or you felt like shocked because he or she said that and then you didn't react on the spot, which sometimes is good. It's better to have a conversation where it's not heated. And then you assume and you tell your girlfriend or you tell your mom or your father, well, listen, I think he's thinking this, that, and then you don't know. So I've learned with measuring this one, no more assuming. On the contrary, open the conversation. Never be afraid of the answer. No, be afraid of the unspoken. Be afraid of the unknown. You need to know the truth, and he needs or she needs to tell you how they think. And then you compromise. But without knowing what your partner feels, how can you have a good compromise? Trust me, it works for me. It's going to work for you too. Don't assume, speak, and compromise. That is the magic formula to keep peace in the valley. Another way to keep peace in the valley is to call me now if you have a problem. 855-905-8255. You have a doubt, you have a question for me, 855-905-8255. Gabriela, bonjour. Bonjour, comment ça va? Ça va et toi, Gabriela? Uh, oh, I, I, I've just lost all my French. I'm done now. I can't, I can't impress you anymore, but I need your help. Go ahead, Gabriela. How can I help you tonight? Well, I, I went out on a date last night with a man, and I, I like him, but I didn't want to go too far too quickly. And so um, when we got to the door, he kind of wanted to come in, and I didn't want to have to say no. So I picked up my cat to sort of indicate that I just wanted him to go, but he still leaned in over the cat and kissed me. And it was just so awkward that I'm wondering, should I go out with him again? Okay, I see. So um, this man, when he kissed you, did you kiss him back? Not really. I mean, I didn't push him away, but I definitely didn't reciprocate. <laughs> okay, I see. Uh, okay, give me at least two or three reasons why you would want to go back with him again. He's really smart. I like that about him. That's why I agreed to go out with him in the first place. Okay. And he did walk me to the door instead of just dropping me off, and I thought that was gentlemanly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, uh, I guess I wouldn't be asking you if I didn't actually kind of like him, too. That's true. So on the scale of attraction up to 10, where are you in terms of attraction to him? Mm, like a six or seven, maybe. Okay. Um, give me two or three reasons of why you should never see him again. Uh, well, he definitely did not pick up on my body language. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, earlier in the date, um, we went to a club and there was valet parking, but he didn't want to pay for valet parking. And so... He had to park like half a mile away. That was definitely 
not a good sign either. Sure. And, you know, I'm, I don't know, I like dating multiple people, so it's not like I need to go out with someone again if I don't have to. That's true. All right, so three for three, your intuition, the famous female intuition, <laughs> who is never wrong, what is your intuition telling you? Give him a chance or never see him again? No, never see him again. Wow. All right, then. So listen, it's a dump. Date or dump, I think it's a dump. But it's better you always follow your intuition after you've put on the piece of paper, or just like we did together, the pros and the cons to give another chance. And when it's like three for three, you go, okay, what's my intuition? Never see him again. And then you're good to go, okay? Wow, what a great way to think about it. That's my little trick. That's what I do. All right. I love it. Gabriela, thank you so much for calling, and good luck to you. Have a good night. Thank you so much. Merci. Merci à toi. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Oof, what an interesting email. Somebody is having trouble with their new partner's past. So I, I need to get to that next. You're listening to The Rendezvous, and you have a question, but you can't call me right now. Always send me your question. You can send it like a Twitter DM at Rendezvous Radio. Uh, Trish, what's going on with Eric? All right. Eric says, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Eric. I met a girl that I like. We've been out on three dates, and on our last date, she told me that her last relationship was a three-year online relationship, and they never met in person. I find it very odd, and I don't know if I should continue seeing her. Do you think that's a red flag? So basically, you meet somebody that had a three-year relationship, but just online and never met in person. Would you give them a chance or not? I'm going to answer that next. If you met somebody and started dating them, and they told you that the last relationship they had was just online, never met in person for three years, would you continue to date such a person or not? That's the question Eric just sent me on my Twitter DM account at Rendezvous Radio. My answer is I would totally give them a chance because some people I know have had what you call emotional and online relationships for months, never for three years, but for months, and I never thought any of it is a problem. I just think... At some times in life, you need you know the whole thing, physical, emotional, and all that. And some people during their lifetime might just enjoy you know, an emotional relationship. It's still a relationship, even though you don't meet in person. But what matters is that she's with you now, that your partner is with you, and you're having a good time. Get to know your partner for who they are today. Unless, of course, it's criminal or anything like that in the past. But otherwise, give them a fair chance, please, and then decide. You call the next, 855-905-8255. Welcome back to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. You want to share a romantic story? Please do and call me at 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Dominique. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? I am good. Welcome to The Rendezvous. I want to hear that romantic gesture that is happening in your life. I do have a romantic gesture. It just happened, and I want to share it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have been having a difficult time at work. <laughs> really? And my husband knows that. It's been really challenging for many reasons. That's not important. But um, I came home last Friday, and he had cleaned the whole house and made dinner, and it was just so lovely. And that was romantic, but that was not why it was like the most romantic story. The reason that this was so romantic to me was not only did he do all that, but he got rid of the three boxes that had been in the closet for years. (laughs) (laughs) The boxes I have to move every single day as I try to get past them to do stuff. And 
it has driven me nuts and he just never has ever like put it to the top of his priorities and he did it and i can't tell you uh, how much it made me love that man <laughs> oh the boxes are gone this so that is my romantic story free at last from the boxes free at last free at last from the boxes and the closet well listen <laughs> No, I, listen, I love you, joie de vivre, the laugh and the smile in your voice. I can, what a relief it is. It is such a relief and it's such a silly thing, but it just mattered to me. And he finally, you know, made it a priority and it made me feel, made me feel loved. No, I, I listen, <laughs> who would have ever thought removing boxers from the house would make you feel loved? <laughs> See, I learn from you every day. Thank you so much, Dominique, for sharing that story. I'm happy he did. <laughs> And have a good Thank night. Thank you for letting me share it. Yes, good night. You got it. Good night. Do you think like Dominic that removing clutter from the house is a romantic gesture? <laughs> Let's talk about that next. I'm just wondering, would you feel romanced if, like my last girl Dominic, you spouse, in her case, her husband, removed three boxes of clutter from the house? And she said when he did this, she felt romanced and loved. Do you agree you will feel like this too? Or not. I understand because anything that makes your partner feels good in any way possible is romantic. I think it's not just about the gesture of flowers or music or candle. It's doing something for your partner that makes them happy. That is the definition in my heart and my mind to be romantic. So I would say yes. And to prove my point, I got a personal story of something I did that you may not think it's romantic. But it touched my girlfriend's heart at the time. You're not going to believe what it is. Next. So here's a true story. I'm not known to be a patient man when it comes to shopping. I'm like most guys, in and out. And when I go with my girlfriend, I would love it if it's the same. You may realize, understand, or know already that most women don't like to be rushed when they're shopping. <laughs> and so when I was younger, I was so impatient. And then I had a girlfriend I was in love with. And she said to me, Simon, sit down, enjoy the show. And I remember then the advice of my parents who said, you know, being patient is an expression of caring and loving. And when she said that, it just reached a chord in my mind, in my heart, and I started to enjoy it. And then she told me afterwards, this afternoon with you just showing you all those things and you not being impatient was a sign of romance. And I felt romance and love. Thank you so much, Simon. I don't know if you would find also that's romantic, but she did. Meaning there's so many ways to be romantic and we all have to find what makes our partner happy. Uh, you call that next, 855-905-8255. If you have a doubt about something in your relationship, don't doubt anymore. Just call me, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Tatiana. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Tatiana. Uh, what's going on tonight? I ended a relationship earlier this year, and so for the past, you know, six, seven months, I've been casually dating. And I've been seeing this gentleman, and he's really great. He's really sweet, but he's pushing to make it something more substantial. Um, and I just want to keep it casual. I do enjoy spending time with him and everything, but I don't want him, you know, thinking that this could be marriage and kids and all of that. And I just want to know, like, how should I breach it? Like, I don't want to like lead him on by continuing to spend time with him. At the same time, I do enjoy spending time with him. I just don't want to be tied down. So basically, it's more like a friend with benefit situation you're in then? Yes. Okay. And he wants more and you don't want more? Correct. Okay. You've expressed it to him. 
he knows. Yes. And he's still with you. Yes. Okay. If you were him, let's say reverse the role. If you were him and you want more from your partner, would you rather your partner tells you that's enough, you know, for your own feelings, we're not going to date anymore? Or would you rather take the decision yourself when it's time to end this? I would make the decision myself when it was time to end it. And I just kind of feel like if we weren't on the same page, yeah. I would get out of there. Okay. So he's a big boy. You told him the truth. You've been clear. Enjoy. Enjoy, Tatiana. We only owe everybody just the truth. And I don't think you are there to make him stop or not stop. So he's still with you now. Don't worry about it. And then it will end naturally, unless you want to end it. Okay. That makes sense. Thank you, Simon. Yeah. Yeah. You're okay. most welcome. We're not everybody's mom and dad. When, when we are adults, everybody can do what they want. Once they know the truth, I say nobody's a victim. We can all decide for ourselves. Okay. Very true. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right, Tatiana. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling and have a good night. Thank you, too. Okay, I got one quick last question for you. Is getting a good morning text and good night text from the person you with important to you? Let's talk about that next. Last question of the night for you. Is getting a good morning text and good night text from the person you with important to you? So I wanted to know, because we often talk about that on the show, about communicating early in the morning and at the end of the day. And I had this on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. Here are the results of the poll. 69% of you said, yes, it is important to get a good morning and good night text on the person I'm with. And 31% of you said, no, I don't care about getting a good morning text or good night. But since it's almost 70%, I highly recommend it if you're in a relationship. It goes a long way. Good morning and good night, my love. And that's what I'm going to tell you now in French. Bonsoir et bonne nuit. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.